For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, you can still be in on the action at that online. One of my favorite games for this, for this week seven coming up this weekend is Cowboys and Washington football team. It's a pick 'em, you know, over under 46. That is just both those fascinating game for me. Not only to watch, even though both teams aren't good, it's a fascinating game to pick. And from game spreads like that and totals to team, player, and coaching props, that online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome to another episode of the Believe in Northwestern Football Podcast, a podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I am Peter Warren, and I'm joined by my co-host, former All-Big Ten receiver Jeremy Ebert. Jeremy, it's game week. It's finally here. How are you feeling knowing the Cats will take the field on Saturday? I mean, I think we talked about this on our last our last episode. We're pretty psyched up, and it, it hasn't stopped, that's for sure. And um, speaking with some of the guys today, some of the coaches, it's just uh, the blood's flowing for sure, man. How's everything up in mm-hmm. Evanston? It's good. You know, the weather has not been ideal, has not been great. But, you know, I, we, t- we all talked about this last episode, too. Like, if you're starting season in Big Ten country in October – it's going to be cold. It's going to be frigid. It's not going to be sixty degree, sixty degree days and sunny. It's going to, you're going to have to really earn it. And I feel like that's what that's what we've got so far with the weather. What it's looking like for Saturday as well. That's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, and you know, yesterday we recorded this on, on Tuesday, but yesterday the two deep official two deep came out for the season. A lot of interesting things to say the least. We'll start with we'll start with the big one, the quarterback. There is no or none of the infamous or Northwestern. The last two years has had a quarterback, whether it's Clayton or TJ or TJ or Hunter. It's just Peyton Ramsey. Now this is all we expected, but I'd say it's interesting to have Pat Fitzgerald and coaching staff sort of show their hand and not even try to, you know, try to run a little misdirection. It's Peyton, and he's got the job, and it's going to be all him on Saturday. What do you think? I thought it was something special. And I think, you know, we talked about, you know, earning the trust and who, who's going to, you know, come out in the offseason and, and put in the work. And, you know, when they announced the captains and he was one of them, you you know, he gained the trust of that entire locker room. So, um, yeah, once it was announced he was a captain, I was like, yeah, it's, it's a no brainer. He's definitely that number one and he's going to be the guy. Um, 
I think it's good. I I play with a two quarterback system. It's always it's different, you know, just how quarterbacks throw the ball, timing, everything like that. So having someone there consistently, um, I definitely think it's going to help our team and our offense. Definitely, and you know, interesting point there about you know receiving different balls, guys throwing it differently, especially in a condensed season where there's a lot less, you know, room for margin of error, a lot less sort of room to potentially have a bunch of sort of changes and stuff going on, it probably makes a lot more sense to sort of have that secure number one guy from the start of the season so the players can develop a rhythm more easily. I'm sure you can elaborate more on this, but I'm assuming in a two-quarterback system, it takes a little bit longer, especially with, with new and, and younger quarterbacks, to develop that rhythm when they're coming in and out and you're trying to you know develop a rhythm over a 12-game season. No, exactly, and especially that we're diving straight into Big Ten play. We don't have any warm-up games, as you would say, not really warm-up games, but just a few games under our belt before the Big Ten where you have that you know, game speed, live action, where you can get that kind of chemistry brewing. Um, I think it, it, it's definitely going to help us, and I think it's a very smart move by, by Fitz and the staff. What are you going to look to see out of, out of Peyton for his first game on Saturday? I think just taking care of the ball, I think it's going to be number one and just not, not making, uh, you know, turnovers. Uh, if he takes care of the ball and does the right things, um, you know, I think that's going to be, that's going to be huge. I think it's obviously our, our strong point of our team is going to be our defense, um, you know, with just the senior leaders we have in our linebacking core alone. Um, so I think they're going to lean on them heavily. Um, but, you know, I expect Peyton to make some plays, man. That's what he's known for. Did it at Indiana. You know, he was honorable mention all big 10. So, and he, and he has the support around him, man. He's got weapons all around him. Our, our running back, you know, Isaiah Bowser. It's, it's weird seeing all these guys' names on the depth chart because it, I feel like there were so many injuries for us last year. So it, it's definitely kind of cool. I'm like, oh, we got, we got the squad back. So it's, um, I'm excited. He's got the weapons around him. Uh, he'll make plays. That's what he does. Um, but I, I think he definitely has to take care of the football. It's, that's going to be number one. Spoken like a, a a true former Northwestern Wildcat coaching on their fits. You know he loves man always is preaching about the turnover battle, and I think you're right on the money with that. You know, especially after last season, where it wasn't just you know that they couldn't really move on offenses. That there was a lot of turnovers, a lot of just mistakes. You just, I, in my mind, you want Peyton to just play a nice a nice clean game. You know, a couple of big plays here and there, but really just sort of finding a rhythm throughout the game. Whereas in the first quarter, they'll probably take it. Honestly, I don't even know. You know, this without McCall, you know, they might even wrap it up a little bit to start. I just want to see, you know, this offense by Peyton Ramsey, just go out like you said. Don't turn the ball over. Make some big plays and look like they're having fun. Because last year, especially at the end, it just didn't look like anybody was having fun on offense except for you know Evan Hull in the UMass game and then the obviously the Illinois game. But if they just can, have, it looks like have some fun get into some rhythm. I think that's just going to be huge, not just for going forward for success, just for, you know, team morale after, well, last season's offensive struggles. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, last year was such a, a an anomaly from, you know, previous Northwestern seasons in, in recent years. So, um, you know, it got tough to watch at the end and we just, we were running out of guys. So, um, I, yeah, I definitely think, um, you know, having a healthy, a healthy backfield with, you know, all of our skill position guys healthy to start the season is, is huge. He's got the weapons around him. Um, I will say, though, I, I was very surprised that we are starting a true freshman at left tackle. And I think that that right there on offense alone is going to be my big question mark for us. 
Mm-hmm. You mentioned, you know, talk about maybe not exactly stunning, but because, you know, obviously a guy was a highly rated recruit, but to have Peter Skronsky, you know, I just mentioned true freshman, 6'4", you know, 294 pounds, starting at left tackle, where we had just, you know, originally supposed to be Rashawn Slater, you know, potential first round pick, going to a true freshman. That was really, in my mind, even more than Payne Ramsey, the headliner of the announcement of, of this depth chart, of this too deep. And, you know, what is it like to play? You obviously didn't play as, on the offensive line, but to play as a true freshman, you know, especially against these Big Ten teams, you know, right away, right into a season. Oh, like, like I was talking to you earlier, man. It, I was petrified. You know, it's uh, it, it yeah. You're not petrified. You, but you're you're more nervous than you've ever been. You know, you, that that jump from high school to college, just the speed of the game, the size of the people, everyone's moving so fast. Like you got to be on your game. Um, and to not have any like really like live game reps, it's um where you could ease him in to you know the season. Um, it's it's definitely it's gonna be. It's going to be interesting to see, man. I, I, I know he's a, just a talented person. I know Fitz would put him in there if he didn't think he was prepared and he was going to be successful. He would never do that. So they had, he definitely has gained the trust of, of the coaching staff and the players around him to, to earn that spot. So I'm just I'm excited to see what he's made of, man. It's going to be a, a fun game for him for sure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it'll, it'll definitely help because along that line, you know, it's two other seniors, Nick Urban, Gunnar Vogel. And then two experienced juniors, Sam Jarek, Ethan Wiedeker. You know, it's not like he's going into a line that is devoid of experience, that is devoid of talent. He is probably the most talented guy on that line, but he is the youngest. But he's going to have guys sort of work him in, help him, you know, get comfortable. And honestly, I sort of, you know, it's it's definitely a risk to play a true freshman at such a, a critical position on the offensive line. But I'm excited to watch him. You know, he came in as one of the highest recruits in Northwestern history. He came in with a, a big pedigree, you know, the great attitude. And we, we've talked a lot about, you know, the off coming. Well, this too deep was going to show who in the offseason put in the work, worked really hard to get good. And this just proves that here's a guy, true freshman, came in, obviously worked his butt off, you know, got prepared, learned the system, and earned, you know, not just a job on the offensive line, but you know, the left tackle spot, which is, everybody knows, is one of the most critical pieces on an entire offense. Oh, I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's critical. And that's why, you know, we had an awesome one in, um, you know, Slater. And, you know, unfortunately, he opted out. But it's it's some big shoes to fill. But I, I'm excited, like you said, to see what he's made of, man. Like he's, like you said, he's the biggest recruit we probably ever had in, in recent years. So, We'll see if he's up for the task. It's 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 unfortunate does he that he doesn't have a, like a little warm up game like I said not a warm up game but you know you're going straight into Big Ten play and Big Ten play is is a different ball game than most so um, I'm excited I, I think we're gonna get a heavy dose of Isaiah Bowser to start the game to get him comfortable uh, run blocking always seems to be a little bit easier so I think you're gonna get a big dose of the run game to start kind of set the tempo set the pace of the game. And then um, let him let him ease into the game, um, you know, like a true freshman should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, I think that's a great idea, especially you know, just even as you know, working Bowser and just sort of trying to you know, because obviously I and you know, in 
and run it's sort of it's a lot less. There's a lot more could like happen in, in a pass game for a lineman like that. Just sort of ease them in with that. It'd be really interesting to see if that's something they decide to do and and if they don't do, whether that was considered a factor in the decision making, whether they really think it's the way to go. But you, you know, you mop a lot a lot of really great points there. That is a position that, you know, I assume, you know, Fitz said yesterday in the presser, you know, the guys behind him are, are really working them. It's going to be a, it's not just a, a one week, week one, he got it, he got the rest of the year. He's going to have to continue to work on it. So that's definitely going to be a spot I'd say throughout the entire season, just to watch and see the production out of position and how, you know, whether he's struggling or, or he's doing well, how he just continues to grow and how that is a reflection of not just Northwestern's potential success this year, but their potential success in the coming years. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, that's one great thing about it being a freshman and, and, and playing. You know you're going to have him for a few more years. And um, just him with the ability to get better and better each week, um, that, you know, he's just got to have that mindset that every week he's going to get better. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. That's just – that's a position I would – I would hate to play, man. You're out there on an island all by yourself, and everyone sees your mistakes. So, um, you know, everyone's going to be nitpicking and – and uh, dissecting his game. But um, I'm like you said, I'm just excited to see him play, man. Should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Talked a lot about, you know, the offensive side of the ball and, and the two deep. I feel like before we even really get into the defensive side, we, we need to address the opt-outs that happened because I feel like those really had much more of an effect on the defensive side of the ball. You know, on Friday, Northwestern announced that, that four players, in addition to Rashawn Slater, who had announced his, decision in August were opting out of the season that was you know senior safety Travis Willock senior uh defensive end uh send up Miller you know senior quarterback Aiden Smith and and you know tight end Jason Whitaker now Smith and Whitaker weren't exactly supposed to you know be contributors on offense so there really isn't much to say there but you know Miller and Willock both starters last season Miller's been a starter ever since he arrived on campus as a true freshman and I think, you know, to talk about what the two deep looks like, you have to first talk about what Northwestern's defense is going to be missing without these those two guys. I mean, like you said, man, they're they're both seniors. They're both leaders. They both played a lot of games for the Cats, and they've contributed in a big way. Um, I think we're going to miss both of them greatly. I mean, Travis was – him and JR kind of ran that, that secondary and made plays in the box like he was a, you know – played a little bit of a little bit of everything he was um he was a playmaker on defense and uh i definitely think we're gonna miss travis a lot um miller is just a force on the d-line like you said as a freshman and uh so having his presence just in the locker room alone and um you know it's 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 gonna hurt but uh you know i think we have you know some great guys that are gonna have to step up and, and be leaders it's just an opportunity for somebody else to come in and make plays um, so yeah, it's going to be obviously big shoes to fill, but I'm excited to see, uh, who steps up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you, you summed it up perfectly right there. Not only are, are they, are they great players, but they're going to be leaders in that locker room. You know, you mentioned Travis and JR was, you know, a truly ex- in my mind, great safety pairing that, you know, could have been, you know, if not the best in the, in the conference this year, you know, top two or three, you know, at, at, at worst. And then, you know, Sand Up Miller has been, you know, his freshman season, freshman, freshman All-American by ESPN USA Today. You know, a little bit of a dip last year, but, I mean, he was playing alongside Joe Gaziano. Gaz, you know, Joe Gaz is, a, is a, obviously an excellent player. 
he got most of the headlines, but you know, continuously throughout, saying that Miller just made plays and was a, a key force on offense on that defensive line, and he was primed, you know, to really step up. With and you look at the offensive line now, it's four guys on the starting lineup who were never who have never been full time starters. Sure, uh, Ernest Brown, you know, senior defensive end, has been excellent. You know, behind Joe Goss as sort of the third defensive end for the last couple of years. But he's never been a you know starter who's always played in run run situations. Miller was going to be that force on the offensive line, who had experience playing every single down, experience playing entire games about the rotate, knowing the rotation, knowing X, knowing Y. And I think his loss is going to really not push back the defensive line because I still think it's a very competent and one of our, our better position groups. But it's just going to, you know, we'll probably see a few more mistakes from that line just by not having that that leadership and that experience, you know, on the end. Oh, I, I, I can't agree with you more. And having, like, experienced solid dudes up front really open up that defense for your studs like Patty and Blake, um, you know, and Chris Bergen to, to, to make those plays. That's what the D-line do, does, man, is they, they fill in those gaps and then they let those boys – play around him and fill those holes for him. So it's, it's definitely going to take all 11 on defense. Um, and um, it's going to, you know, come from the leaders like Patty and Blake and Chris to, to push that defensive defensive line along to, you know, really get that thing going. It's, it's definitely not a well-oiled machine. Um, and not, not saying that stand up Miller was, you know, the driving force of the, that defensive line, but he was definitely someone that could lead that group and, and be that, that leadership there help push it along and um yeah definitely losing him is gonna hurt but like we said man it's it's just another opportunity for a young guy to step up and make plays and and be the guy you know and um said it all along hopefully all these guys have great off seasons and they they're coming ready to play because uh it's gonna be a game come saturday mm-hmm. yeah you make, make some great points and i really i'm gonna look to you know ernest brown to really step up you know as this the uh, senior as a guy with a lot of experience, with a lot of success on a defensive line, as I mentioned, he's never been a, a full, a three-down defensive end, but I imagine he will be now, especially with, with the most experience and with some most dynamic, you know, even last year with Joe Goss, it always felt like when it was the lineup when they had Ernest, you know, Sandup Miller and Joe Goss, and that was, in my mind, the most dynamic defensive front. I hope, you know, now that Sandup and Joe are both gone, Ernest probably going to get a lot more double teams, a lot more attention. It'll be interesting to see if he can step up and continue to make plays, even as he is, you know, moves from arguably, you know, not the not the top guy on the list of their of the focus on defensive line, but now is the undisputed top guy to look at on that line. No, that, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Made made some great points there. Um, I like I said, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, I will shift gears though. I'm, I really do mm-hmm. like our secondary. You know, without Travis, I think J.R. Pace is a stud and you know, obviously was voted captain this year. Um, he's made plays his whole career. I'm really looking for him to step up and really be that that senior leader in the secondary. And I'm kind of excited to watch those guys play. I know, uh, you know, Greg Newsom, the second he's he, he's been kind of solid for us. And then, um, you know, I just think we have a lot of depth there and it, it, it could be a very strong point for us this year, which I was, uh, you know, kind of kind of on the fence you know, prior to the season, but looking through the, the depth chart and people being healthy, I think it's, it's going to be a strong point for us this year. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you mentioned JR. JR is definitely a stud. That man is just, I really, since I feel like he's been on campus, he's just making plays, whether it's an aluminum role as a freshman or as a starter the last two years. He's the type of guy I would love to, I would love to play with. He just energy, energetic, is a great leader. You can tell just by the way he acts on the field. He's a great guy to have back there, especially with, with Travis gone. But I look at the cornerbacks, and we, you know, we'll keep talking about this because I, it's just so important. But like the guys who really put in the work in the off season, that that's a position group I really want to see how much they've improved over this off season. You mentioned, you know, Greg Newsom has been very good, you know, in in his time, but he's dealt with some injuries. You know, you look at Cam Ruiz, AJ Hampton, you know been thrown into the fire, as Fitz likes to say, you know, due to injuries previously to Greg and to Trey Williams and to uh, some other guys. But, you know, now that they've had some experience, you know, some, you know, getting the, their feet wet, I want to see them really take take a next step. And, you know, they don't have to be locked down corners, but, you know, they they should be able to to step up and step right in and really have some, some really solid performances. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, like, the, the – a majority of the guys on offense and defense um, sitting in the two, three deep have been thrown into the fire, you know, last year. So that's the kind of that's the kind of great thing about our team this year is everyone behind them has experience. They know what to expect. You know, they've played in big, big games, big 10 games. So having that kind of experience and depth is actually going to play to our advantage this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think we, we have the opportunity to be pretty special both offensively and defensively mm-hmm. yeah that was really interesting because you know you mentioned a lot of the guys the backups really had experience and if you look at sort of last year's team and sort of the struggles was that there were a lot of injuries and that wasn't really the case you had a great senior class who had graduated and a lot of you know the younger guys who stepped into those roles you know were the guys who had, had experience but the guys behind them didn't really have experience. So you had a bunch of guys. You had guys like Evan Hull, Charlie Mangieri, a couple guys on the offensive line, you know, a couple guys on defense as well who hadn't really played, having to step up and make big plays. And that was really a, a you know, a struggling point for the entire season for Northwestern. But you're right, I look I look at this too deep and, you know, I'm just seeing guys who have either, you know, contributed a lot at Northwestern or for a few to grad transfers at other places. But also just guys who have, you know, had experience either in Big Ten play or in, in key non-Big Ten games, and it makes me, you know, hopeful that even if injuries hopefully don't happen or any positive COVID tests, there's enough depth on this team that, you know, maybe some positions there'll be a bigger drop off. You know, a place like linebacker, you know, that I feel like that, you know, losing any of three guys would be be crucial. But you mentioned like a place like secondary, there, there's enough experience there you know, in the backups and wide receiver that you don't have to truly worry too much about some inexperienced guys coming in and making plays. No, exactly. That, which is not, I mean, you look at our third and fourth string quarterbacks, man, have all played in big games for us and won big games. Um, so it's, it's kind of crazy when you look at it. Um, I think that that's going to play a huge advantage for us, man, just to have the faith and the trust of, of you know, your teammates. Like if a guy goes down, it's next man up mentality, but you don't always trust that next man up you know being being a starter so like but now these guys can they know that they've been there they've been thrown into the fire they've they've you know played in big games so i think that's definitely going to play a huge advantage for us this year because injuries and stuff that happens man it's football like it's it's going to happen people are going to go down um 
you know, so it's just uh, having that depth, which we've, we've just never really had in prior seasons, um, I think is going to be very beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, look, looking forward to to Maryland, a team that, you know, sort of on the opposite end, you know, not a lot of experience. You look, you look at their too deep, you know, pretty much not a lot of seniors at all at starting positions or even, you know, coming off the bench just from a starting position. There's pretty much a few juniors but and one senior, but it's mostly a lot of sophomores and, and freshmen. And so with a team like that, you know, coming into Evanston for an opening game, how should Northwestern uh, t- approach this, this Terrapins team? Yeah, well, shoot. I mean, if we're going to talk about Maryland, I guess it's just all unknowns. Like, we don't, we don't know who's going to be their guy. They don't really have any substantial seniors uh, on their starting offense at all. Uh, the quarterback's an or, so it could be Lance. I'm going to let you pronounce his last name. <laughs> or to his brother, so um, who's a transfer. But, I, you know, being from Alabama, I guess that, that's where the head coach recruited him for, so he followed the coach. So he must be all pretty comfortable with his offensive scheme and everything. Uh, coming in, but it's just a lot of unknowns. I, I think we know that they've they've scored a lot of points. You know, they put up seventy versus Howard. They put up a ton versus Syracuse last year, so they have the opportunity to to put up points. It's it's more or less of you know, are they going to be ready? Um, do they have the experience of of playing in a in a Big Ten game? And um, you know, it's it's going to be different, man. Everything changes. <laughs> Everything changes when it's live and everyone gets hit. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. And, you know, obviously, you know, Tungo Bailoa, very talented, obviously comes from a great pedigree. But, I mean, grew up in Hawaii, you know, went to – then went to high school in Alabama. He probably is not experienced playing in cold weather, playing in, you know, typical Big Ten conditions. And, I mean, looking at, at Saturday, looks like a high of 46 clouds on, on, on the schedule, like – that's Big Ten weather, and, you know. Maybe he's developed some, you know, some sort of resistance to the cold while at Maryland since he transferred over to you know over to break. But you know, I think especially for a guy coming from such warm weather climates, it can be you know a little bit of a you know maybe not scary, but very you know disorienting to like you know walk out for you know your first game of the year and it's you know not even above fifty on uh, you know. In temperature oh yeah it's 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 different too just being out and practicing and throwing the ball and you know then it's different than playing a game and getting hit when it's cold you know that that's a whole nother animal so yeah I, I definitely think you know it could play a factor for him um we'll see and then um but yeah like i mean if you look at their two deep like where's their seniors i mean they have a senior running back in jake funk you know and, and a backup in uh fleet davis who has some experience. I think he had like 200 some yards rushing last year, but it's uh it's a lot of unknowns for our defense. And um, a lot of, I feel like they're going to be feeling themselves out trying to figure out their identity this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think you're going against a team like, like that, you know, with a lot of unknowns, a lot of question marks, a lot of youth, you know, can it be trickier to prepare because you don't really, you aren't really sure what to expect most of the time. Or do you think it's it's best to approach it as sort of let's focus on us, let's focus on on what we can do? Well, yeah, absolutely. You you got to focus on yourselves, for, uh, especially week one. Um, but yeah, the scouting report 
we know we know the head coaches and in a type of offense he runs. So you know, you, there's always fun to be watched. But as far as watching actual players and tendencies and stuff like that, like there's not any film. So it's definitely going to be uh, tricky. You know, that's that's kind of what I did. Like you learn their base packages, the coverages when you're a wide receiver. But then, you know, I always studied the man, um, his tendencies, how he broke, you know, pre pre snap reads. You know, if I could see, you know how far off the line of scrimmage he likes to, you know, blitz from, um, you know, different foot patterns, stuff like that. Like that, that's tough not having that, um, you know, that, that gives you all your, your big keys. So um, yeah, that's going to be difficult, but you know, you, you got to play the game and see what happens. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you want to see from, from Northwestern in this game? Well, like, you know, as, as typical fits, obviously taking care of the football, um, we have the experience over them. So being smart with the football, no turnovers. Um, and then honestly, just being consistent, um, sustaining drives, not, you know, limiting ourselves to a lot of three and outs, um, moving the ball and, and keeping our defense fresh and off the field. Uh, I think if we can do that and, and, you know, control the line of scrimmage, um, you know, we should be all right. Mm-hmm. No, I think you – as you usually do, Jeremy, you hit the nails right on the head. Consistency, keeping the ball. And I think it's just all about, you know, from a, from a defense side of the ball, try to get a few of those turnovers that they just couldn't do last year on the offensive side of the ball. You know, make a few big plays. You know, I think when you really look at, there's obviously a lot of reasons for the struggles last season, but it felt like every single week, you know, whether it was Fitz, whether it was the OC to DC, any, everybody, it was always defense. Got to create more turnovers and offense, among a variety of things. Got to be more explosive and make more big plays. I think just if Northwestern can get a few, you know, maybe not, you know, a five turnover game on defense, but, you know, one or two solid turnovers, a forced fumble here, an interception there, and on offense, a couple of big plays, maybe a big run by Bowser, maybe, you know, a deep pass down the sideline to RCB. I just think just having those plays and getting sort of, that memory that like, Hey, we can do these plays, you know, and really focus on, you know, really try to put last season struggles in the past, you know, can be done with a couple of uh, big plays on both sides of the ball. Oh, without a doubt. And like I said, with their inexperience on, on offense and our experience on defense, you know, I think that's something that we, we should expect. Um, I think it's something that, that we <laughs> honestly, if you look at it, we should control, um, the line of scrimmage with these guys with just our experience alone and uh, creating turnovers, I think is going to be huge with their inexperience on offense and our experience on defense. I think, like you said, that that's going to be a huge, huge factor in the game. Mm-hmm. And something that's really interesting to me sort of looking forward to this game and, and sort of getting excited for it is, you know, sort of a weird start time, you know, six thirty central, but not only that, you're getting it in a, in pretty much a vacant, Stadium, I believe, with the amount of tickets that'll be given to to the families and of players and coaches, it'll end up probably being about a thousand people in the stands, not including media and other you know people working the game. But you know, obviously, Northwestern is not known for having the most rambunctious crowds or even the biggest crowds. What's it going to be like to play you know under the lights with nobody there? Yeah, I, I, it's gonna be weird. Um, I, it was—I forget—it was. I think it was my sophomore year. We played Eastern Illinois, 
and it was like a, a torrential downpour. And basically everyone left. Like there was nobody left in the stands. And that was like the, the quietest football game I had ever been a part of. Like it was just weird. Um, at least we had the rain to like, you know, you could hear the rain hit the ground. But like, yeah, here it's just going to be playing football. It's, it's going to be like a, a bona fide scrimmage, at, you know, like with no fan. It, it seems like a spring game almost, you know, um, at Northwestern. But it's, it's, it's going to be weird. You're just going to have to bring the juice, man. And luckily, we got people like, you know, our strength staff like Spanos and those guys that will get everyone hyped up. But you got to be uh, you got to have a, an internal motor that's just going to get you ready to roll because, uh, yeah, someone someone across from you is going to hit you pretty hard. <laughs> How important is it going to be to, you know, obviously everybody be excited, you know, started a game, you know, going out for the first time, finally playing football. Especially like if it, if it really drops, get cold, and maybe it, you know, I don't think there's rain in the forecast, but maybe it does. How important will it be to sort of be able to feed off? And this is not just for this game, but for any power season, but to really feed off each other on the sideline. Well, I think that's where we have a big advantage. Um, you know, the the football, the Northwestern football family is legit. Like that is the tightest knit group of athletes I think in the country. Just like how we go about things, how Fitz does things, the culture he's creative. Like you're a fan of everyone on your team and you want them to succeed. So like all that passion and and stuff is real. So I think the juice from the sidelines is going to be there without a doubt. Um, That's just the type of of people that Fitz recruits. He recruits people that are great people and are going to do the right things and care about one another. And that's something that, that everyone does on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. You know, you, you talk you talk a lot about Northwestern family, both, you know, we talk on and off the air. I think it, you're right. You know, it's like having that collect, you know, collective brotherhood form, not just, you know, on game days, not just during football season, but throughout the entire year is really going to help, you know, in situations that are going to come, you know, this Saturday and throughout the entire season where it's going to be, you know, bringing your own juice. Like, like you said, it's going to be all about, creating your own energy and sort of dynamic, you know, hopes and is really feeding off each other. And, you know, I do think some of that experience, you know, Northwestern has that experience before, you know, even, you know, going to places like, you know, Nebraska and Iowa and these big places where, you know, there's very little Northwestern supporters other than the families that show up and the few people who can manage to, to sneak in, you know, and get a ticket. It's just think like that's really going to, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that really builds up throughout the year where Northwestern can really build upon that and, you know, make that, you know, a key advantage that, you know, that can honestly swing not just, you know, games, but, you know, division races and, and you know, bowl game hopes and, and championship game hopes. Well, absolutely. I think that's why we were so successful on the road, man, is we just kind of we knew all we had was us and that's all we really cared about. You know, and then it, it, it kind of made you, you know, just play for the for the brother next year. And we, we knew that going in. We, we we were all we had when we went into away games, and we knew that. And we, we loved it, man. It's us against the world. And it's kind of always been that way, man. Northwestern's always the underdog. No one really sees us as, as you know, Big Ten West champs and anything like that. So, um, you know, that's just kind of the mindset that we, you know, you, you go into the games with is it's us versus the world. We love it that way, though. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you know, looking at the game, you know, it is going to, I don't think, you know, 
Maryland will have this you know, much as an, as an us against the world mentality, but I can definitely see that you know Iowa week two, Nebraska week three. Once you really start getting into, especially the you know opponents you're used to seeing these big crowds and not seeing them, I think that could really you know be be an advantage for Northwestern because it's like hey we're used to you know playing you guys without as much support in places like at like Nebraska, at like Iowa, where you know those guys might be a little shell shocked, a little you know confused how to create that energy for themselves. No, absolutely, and and the, it's exciting. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. It stinks. It's like I, I got excited going to those big stadiums and all those people yelling and hating on you. I love that. It just it just feels a fire. Um, I, you know, I wish these young guys got to experience that. Uh, it's unfortunate with everything going on, but yeah, I definitely think like you mentioned it now. It's just you think about it that that could play a huge advantage in a uh, for the Cats this year. Um, it's definitely something unique that we're not used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. You know, switching gears, go back to this this Maryland game. Just a couple of quick hitters here at the end. Who's a, who's an X factor for you in this game for Northwestern? I think McGowan, man. I just I feel like he's gonna pop off a big play. I'm not sure though. I I just I got a, I got a, an old fashioned feeling about it, man. I, I just always go for the wideout, so I'm I'm biased as as uh, you you can't take that out of me. But <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I think I think he's going to pop a big play, and I'm, it's going to get this offense rolling. You know, you're, Jeremy, you're taking mine. I mean, that is – I feel the same way. Kyrick is the type of guy who if he can really sprout a big play and get, get this offense going, I think it will be a great sign of success for, for this team. I'll, I'll throw another guy out there. I'll throw graduate transfer tight end. Feels weird to even say tight end. John, John Rain. I mean, you know, comes in – from Florida Atlantic, had a very good career there, you know, much more of a, a pass-catching threat that, you know, wasn't really seen on the offense last year with the struggles of the Superbacks. You know, if they can get him and just the entire tight end room, you know, going early on this season, if Payton can get the ball to them a few times, let them try and make a couple plays, I think that'll be huge for, for morale of that room and also just adding another element to the offense that, you know, really was not there last season. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you couldn't have said that any better. I, like you said, I almost forgot we had a super back last year, <laughs> and that used to be like what we were known for with you know Drake and and Danny and those guys that just kind of made that position so unique and and successful. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a that's a great one. I'm um, glad you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And of course, who you got? Oh, obviously the cats, baby. I honestly think. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get rolling early. I think we're gonna. Go, I think it's gonna be like thirty-five, seventeen. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely. I've got Northwestern winning. I think you mentioned it, the early start. I think Northwestern will get off to a hot start. I think Maryland will come up, and not that they won't be prepared, but you know a lot of what we just talked about, where it's like Northwestern, you know, playing at home, you know. It's going to be cold weather. It doesn't get as cold as it does, you know, in Maryland as it does here in Evanston. I think Northwestern will be more prepared from a just experience standpoint of just playing in environments like this. I think Maryland will clam up, make a couple mistakes early, and, you know, maybe put a little bit of fight back in, you know, in the third quarter. I think Northwestern will win this game by, you know, at least double digits. I like the sound of that, baby. (laughs) And, you know, it's really 
we've talked about this, you know, a lot. It's just it's just exciting for the Big Ten football to be back. I know, I know you agree, Jeremy. And you know, especially for all the listeners out there, there's going to be more of this coming. You know, we're going to do this, you know, every week and again, ready for games, recapping games. And you know, feel free to you know subscribe to us on any of your favorite content platforms. You know, give us a review. You know. You know, follow us on Twitter, you know, send us a DM, you know, we're willing to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. You know, we're really enjoying this. We want to make this the best best experience for all of you guys listening. And we want to make this a show that everybody wants to listen to every week to get the, the, the best info and most interesting insight on the cats. Absolutely. Like you said, man, we, we would love some feedback. Um, you know, there's topics that we're not hitting that you guys would like to, you know, hear about. Please, please let us know so we could, um, you know, make this an enjoyable process for everybody. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, thanks. Thanks for all you who did, you know, got through this episode. We hope you really enjoyed it. I know we did a lot to talk about heading into the game week, but it's been fun. It's been you know, a really good time. It feels, I keep saying it, it just feels, it just feels good to have, you know, some big 10 football this weekend. You know, the world's for- starting to get normal again, man. That's what it feels like. It feels like we're getting back to normal. You know, for, for, for Jeremy Ebert, you know, I, I'm Peter Warren. Thanks for listening to the, the Believe in Northwestern Football Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Have a great day and, you know, hope you enjoy the game this weekend. Go Cats, baby. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.